As the sons of Issachar, 1 Chronicles 12, 32, we are also to discern our times, and if we ever needed to discern our times, it's right now. And set ourselves according to the word of Almighty God, and set ourselves in the prophetic words and decrees he has given to trusted apostles and prophets. This is no time to vacillate. It is not a time for those who have put their hands to the plow to turn aside. It's no time for the faint-hearted Christianity. This is a time for the warring ecclesia and its army to partner with Holy Spirit and His angel armies to see prophetic words come to pass, to see prayers of God's will connect to their moment. And there are thousands of prophetic words that are right now beginning to connect to their moment. Remember, the prophet Isaiah prophesied in 55 verse 11 of Isaiah that God's words have assignments built into them. Those assignments are now in their moment. Will we run on the day of battle as the people or the tribe of Issachar, uh, or excuse me, Ephraim did? They were armed. They were, they were carrying bows. They had, their, they had weapons, but on the day of battle, they ran. Will we be like them or will we stand up and fight with the weapons of our warfare that are anointed with power to prevail? The Apostle Paul started, stated it so clearly in 2 Corinthians 10 and verse number 4. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to pulling down strongholds casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ and being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. There comes a time when we must battle for what we believe. Ecclesiastes says there's a time for most everything, and one of those times is there is a time for war. We are in the time of spiritual war and a war for this nation. There are times when we must fight for prophetic words that we have been given. They are not automatically going to happen. They must be decreed. They must be stood for. We must stand for them in faith. We must decree them and confess them uh, and activate our faith in them just like any other word of, of promise from the Lord. Second Chronicles 20 and verse 20 says, we believe the prophets, we will prosper. The key word there is believe. We cannot just hear a prophetic word and, uh, you know, then just move on and drop it. Somebody's got to contend for it. Somebody's got to fight for it. Somebody's got to stand in faith for it. It is not enough 
to just hear a prophetic word. It must be birthed in faith and decrees by the ecclesia. There are seasons when we must discern our times and engage the battle, tearing down strongholds of hell and tearing down antichrist agendas. We are in one of those times right now. The Message Bible reads of 2 Corinthians 10, verse 3 through 6, this world is unprincipled. Is there any doubt about that? It's dog eat dog out there. Is there any doubt about that? The world doesn't fight fair. Is there any doubt about that? But we don't live or fight our battles that way, never have and never will. No, we fight our battles in prayer. We fight our battles in faith. We fight as an ecclesia, and a part of that is voting. The tools of our trade aren't for marketing or manipulation, but they are for demolishing that entire massively corrupt culture. Yes, there is a massively corrupt culture that we are facing. And uh, those who are saying the church needs to not be involved in the culture, why in the world would the apostle be saying we have weapons to massively destroy corrupt culture if we weren't called to uh, destroy corrupt culture? Makes no sense. Of course we are. We use our powerful God tools for smashing warped philosophies. Have you seen any warped philosophies lately tearing down barriers erected against the truth of God seen any of that fitting every loose thought and emotion and impulse into the structure of life that is shaped by Christ our tools are ready at hand for clearing the ground of every obstruction and building lives of obedience into maturity most certainly we are now fighting against battling against warped philosophies we are fighting against the truth vacuum that confuses and that promotes evil and if we don't declare the truth then we lose the culture we lose battles and yes as the apostle James de declared we must contend for the faith that has been passed on to us. If we do not contend for the faith that has been passed on to us, then we begin to lose aspects of that faith. We, we are to contend, but, but we are to be assured that our God is with us to help us overcome. We are to be assured that we can triumph in Christ Jesus, we have been assured no weapon formed against us can prosper and all those who rise up against us to harm us will fail. We have been assured Holy Spirit is going to be pouring out his power to prevail upon us even against overwhelming odds in the natural realm. 
as believers, the odds in the natural realm are not to move us because we operate from a spiritual realm and we have overwhelming advantage there. We have overwhelming odds in our favor. If God needs to, he can add all the angels that he needs to add, just like he did for Elisha and his servant that was surrounded. There was more with them than against them. In this third literal Pentecost era, Holy Spirit is pouring out a power to prevail. We must trust that. We must believe that and stand as soldiers uh, that we are called to be. Now, we, we have seen so many things the Lord is doing for us in this supernatural time. He's anointing us with special grace for turnarounds. We saw that last week. I prophesied it. He's providing U-turns for his people. It is a time when we are going to begin to see now divine reversals activate in our nation, in our churches, and for God's people. This is a great time for divine turnarounds in your life, your family's life, your business lives. That is now in process. But today I want to declare another strategic word of the Lord for these times that I am now seeing. I haven't talked about this uh, here ever before. I've only mentioned, I mentioned it in a prophetic way some yesterday in Chicago. It is a word we need to lay claim to and pray it into fullness into our times right now. As I was praying and pondering our, our times this past week, Wednesday, November the 11th, uh, I heard a prophetic declaration by Holy Spirit from King Jesus. That is a bit unusual, at least for me. But I heard a declaration from Holy Spirit from King Jesus. I said... Holy Spirit, we're supposed to discern our times. But there's so much noise. There's so much confusion. There's so much lying going on. There's so much hatred and vitriol shouting for our attention. Even some Christians, as Adam and Eve, are now saying, Yea, hath God said... And they're willing to give up the garden. There's so much evil surmising. I said, Holy Spirit, please cut through the cluttering mess and, and talk to me. Help me discern these times. Show me what's happening. Give me an aerial view from, from your perspective. Jesus said that that we are to hear what you are saying. He even said that you would hear what he is saying and come and tell us and you would even teach us about what he is saying. What are you saying? What is the king saying? And then I just stilled my mind and I began to pray quietly just pray in my spirit language, just listening 
from my spirit. And after a while, I heard these words coming up from deep in my spirit from Holy Spirit. He said, the king says. When he said that, the anointing of the Lord came all over me. I actually began to tremble. He said, the king says, I will now deal with the oppressors of my people. I have heard their cry and will break the hold of the taskmaster's rule. I began to write as fast as I possibly could. The king says, I will now deal with the oppressors of my people. I have heard the cry, their cry and will break the hold of the taskmaster's rule. Though they bow their necks in stubborn resistance, I will harness them with nose rings and lead them to their place of destruction. Like oxen to the slaughter, I will pull them to their place of defeat. The words of their Pharaoh will be as chaff in the wind as my angels of breakthrough scatter and shatter their influence in the land. Contend for it as I harden their hearts. The commanding influence of the oppressor's curse will break from the hearts of my people. The disheartening crack of the taskmaster's whip will no longer be heard by my sons and daughters. They will not carry the burden of their oppressors. They will no longer toil for their enemy's gain. They will no longer work as slaves of cultural brutality because they worship me. For the king says, I am breaking open doors to freedom. I am revealing paths to liberty. I am breaking through with my power. I am ending the taskmaster's rule off my people. Keep moving to promised places. Know with confidence your oppressor's refusal to let my people go is not the final word. Pharaoh will not have the final word. I will have the final word. Set your heart on what I say, expecting to live in the promised place and move forward towards new times and seasons that I have prepared for you. Move forward into positions of authority I have ordained for you. Move forward into harvests I have ripened for you. Move forward into reformation I am now activating for I am uprooting and I am tearing down and I am planting new just as I said my prophetic word would do. Stand and just keep standing. As I continue to shake, the oppressors hold off you. The shaking is not 
your undoing, it's your unloosing. It's for your freedom. Trust me and you will one day testify. There have been battles. There have been perils. We have lost and learned some lessons. There has been wilderness. There has been droughts. There has been persecution. It has not been easy. There have been testing times. There have been tribulations. But the overwhelming goodness of the Lord brought us through. The overwhelming kindness of our God never failed us. And we possess the land. It was little by little and bit by bit. But our God rose up on our behalf and broke the back of our oppressors. That's what the king said. Now, obviously, Holy Spirit was using the exodus of Moses and the people of God from Egyptian bondage to speak into our times. The people of God had left the land of their oppressors in Egypt. They were oppressed there for over 400 years. But the promise of God was that they held on to for four centuries. The promise of God was, I will lead you to a promised land. And, and they, had finally, they had finally come to an agreement. And they said, God made us promises. And they moved out towards the promised land. But big problems, huge problems got in their way, some really, really big ones actually. And the first one they came to was the Red Sea. And their way is absolutely blocked. They can't go forward. They were stymied. It, 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 it looked like it was over. Maybe God didn't say that after all. Maybe whatever that prophecy was just maybe maybe it wasn't God after all some of them even said let's let's stone Moses and then just go back let's kill Moses and just return to slavery let's give up on this promise it's it's too hard doesn't appear like it's going to be smooth and automatic. But we know that wasn't the rest of the story. God said, Moses, I want you to raise the rod of authority that I have given you towards the Red Sea. And Moses raised the rod of authority and he declared, Stand still and see the salvation of your God. He declared a supernatural government of the kingdom of God over that Red Sea. And a miracle began. The wind began to blow, and astoundedly the waters parted, and we are told that the people of God 
walked across that Red Sea on dry ground with walls of water on both sides of them. But that's not the end of the story either. Ever wonder, why did God lead them towards the Red Sea, an apparent dead end? Uh, why would he allow such a delay to his promise? Was it 430 years long enough? And amazingly, we see that God had plans that none of them knew anything about. God hadn't told this to anyone that I can find in Scripture. God hadn't told anybody about this. There were no prophecies about this. No one prophesied this part. No one knew it. And we tend to forget that we know in part and we prophesy in part. 1 Corinthians 13, 9 says that. No one knows it all. I don't care how mature of a prophet they are. They don't know it all. That's why we must stay in the perimeters of God's word, which is his will. His word is his will, which many of us have done concerning this election, myself included. We prophesied according to God's will. We prayed into and decreed God's will, which was easy, easy to know because we have his word. I mean, we know that it is not God's will for abortion. That's pretty easy. We know that same-sex marriage is not God's will. We know that doctrines of demons and warped philosophies that demons promote in the land, that is not his will. And he expects his ecclesia to rise up against that. He expects it to fight it, to say no, to, to prophesy against it. He even had some of our prophets prophesy that it was his will for Donald J. Trump to be president. I don't doubt that because of the platform he promised that he would serve. God expects his, his people to stand for his will in the land. We are to decree your kingdom come and your will be done. We are to fight for that as hard as, as we can and not stop. And millions of us Millions of us are, and we're not going to stop. We're not going to stop believing what God says. So they're trapped by the Red Sea, and it looks so bad. And no one knew, including Moses, none of the leaders, no one knew God had a plan to deal with their oppressors once and for all. And he begins to pull on their oppressors, on the oppressor's nose rings. He begins pulling the, their, their oppressors to a place of destruction. He stirs Pharaoh's heart 
to change his mind concerning letting God's people go. And Pharaoh sends his armies, he sends his war chariots to recapture them and bring them back into bondage. His armies arrive just as God's people finish crossing that Red Sea. And God begins to pull on the nose rings of the oppressors, pulling them, follow, follow them, follow them, come on out, follow them. And Pharaoh's army does exactly that. And when they get out into the middle of the Red Sea, God closed the sea. He stopped the wind. And the waters closed back over Pharaoh's army like a tsunami wave. And they were all drowned in the midst of the sea. The next day, the people of God awakened and they began to see many of their oppressors in that oppressive army. They saw many of the bodies of, of their Oppressors are, are washing up on the banks. That must have been quite a sight. That must have been something to see. Because no doubt they recognized some of the oppressors that were washing up on the shores. This one, this one tormented me. And they tormented my family mercilessly this one this one beat my son within an inch of his life this one whipped me because I didn't make enough bricks this one raped my best friend's daughter this one burned down my tent Destroying everything I have. Almost killed my kids to teach me a lesson. To teach me who was boss. This one put me in prison because I was sick and I, I couldn't work. It was devastating. The beaches of the Red Sea was lined with former oppressors. God knows how to deal with the oppressors of his people. It may not be the Red Sea in our times, but he knows how to fit those with an antichrist agenda with nose rings and pull them to their place of utter and complete defeat. I do not know how God is going to do it in our times, but I know we are moving into times and seasons when he will deal with the oppressors of his people. Perhaps that's what the delay in this election is about. Perhaps this isn't just about an election. Perhaps it's about God dealing with oppressors. Perhaps it's about God dealing with oppressive taskmasters. Perhaps it's about God dealing with systemic corruption. 
I believe he is. And I believe he's going to win. <clears throat> Gideon and his 300 are another example of God dealing with oppressors. The Midianites, for seven straight years, came and they raided the people of God at harvest time. So it's harvest time, and here comes the Midianites, and they steal all the harvest. Well, that happened again the following year. And they came and stole it. They, they, it happened again. Seven straight years, they came at harvest time, and they stole the people of God's harvest to the point that, that the Scriptures tell us God's people were greatly impoverished. But God spoke to a young man his name was Gideon. And he said, I want you to gather a remnant army. You won't need very many because I'm going with you. And I'm bringing my angel armies with me. Long story short, Gideon obeyed and he and his remnant attacked the Midianites and God helped them supernaturally win. They got back all the lost harvest, but, but also they got back the spoils of the war. The, the enemy oppressors had dropped the spoils behind and they gathered them all up. They got the harvest and they got what the enemy had dropped and left behind. They took all their goods as well. This past March, a prophetic, a prophetic word begin to filter throughout America and then filter into the world. And I believe it is also a word for these times. It is a, a word that is based on the story of Gideon, but a play on words changing God dealing with the oppression of the Midianites to God dealing with the oppression of the mediaites. For the past few years, if you've been around here, you know I have spoken about the media and its arrogant agenda. Much of it, sadly, is anti-Christ. Some of the media serve as prophets of Baal. Prophesying demonic plans that will remove the church's influence from this nation. They prophesy lies. They prophesy distortion of truth almost nonstop. They prophesy demon doctrines. They are voicing hell's ideology and I believe God is now dealing with the mediaites and yes he does know how he's going to put a nose ring in their snouts and I believe that it is this election and pull them into a place of destroyed influence 
And I believe that's happening right now. Their influence in front of your eyes is being destroyed. They're going to wash up on the shores from a God tsunami. And God will establish new voices of truth. Does God know how to do that? Of course he does, and I'm praying he does very quickly. But until he does, I'm believing his promise. I'm not asking him to please be on my side. I'm pressing in to do everything I can to assure that I'm on his side. And his side isn't all that hard to figure out. I know he is not on the side of the murdering of babies. I know it. I know he's not on the side of demon doctrines. I know he's not on the side of cultural immorality. To the point that Kamala Harris this week came out and said she was now for the legalizing of prostitution. I know God's not on her side. I know he's not on the side of cultural immorality. And until he in his wisdom deals with it, I'm not giving in. I'm, pre I'm on his side no matter what. And no matter how long it takes. I'm not a Sunday morning warrior. I'm not a Sunday night warrior. I'm a Monday morning warrior. I'm a Monday evening warrior. I'm an everyday warrior. I didn't put my hand to the plow to turn back. And neither has millions of others in this remnant army. My resolve strengthening. My commitment is only solidifying. As I've said many times these past few years, I don't wear a ceremonial uniform. I'm dressed in the armor of God. I've got my helmet of salvation on. I've ha I have the breastplate of, of righteousness on. I've got the belt of truth wrapped around me. I've got gospel boots on. I've got a two-edged sword called the word of Almighty God in my hand. It's not sheathed. It's in my hand. I've got a shield called faith in my other hand to put all the flaming arrows of, of hell that are shot my way uh, to put them out. I'm, I'm praying with all manner of prayer and supplication. In English, in tongues, with decrees, with agreement, with declarations, I'm dressed for battle. And so is the radical remnant. And having done all to stand, I'm standing. The king said, he's going to deal with our oppressors. He's going to strengthen us for battle and help us win in Jesus' name. The king says, I will deal, I will now deal with the oppressors of my people. I have heard their cry and will break the hold of the taskmaster's rule. We got to believe that and stand in our faith and decree that till it is done. 
Two days after the election, Lana Bowser put out a prophetic word. Lana Bowser was supposed to be here the week before the reset conference, but because of COVID, she could not come. Uh, but she has a prophetic voice, an awesome prophetic voice, and uh, we have been strengthened by her prophetic words often, and uh, just a great woman of God. But two days after the election, here's what she heard. As I sat this morning with the Lord, seeing the incredible battle taking place over the United States, I heard Psalms 2 verse 4 resounding loudly in my spirit. He who sits in the heavens laughs. The Lord scoffs at them. I then heard the Lord say, justice is mine. There is going to be a divine demonstration of the justice of God that is going to be seen in the United States of America. The demonstration of the Lord's power and His justice to overturn is upon the United States of America. With my mighty hand, I shall overturn the plans of the wicked. I then heard the words thundering, My people, you are about to see a major demonstration of the power of my prophetic voice. I was surrounded by such a strong sense of the voice of the Lord being manifest in the earth like never before, and it came in explosive ways. I began to see the United Church that had arisen like never before, and they refused to move from the Word of God and what the Lord had spoken. And I heard the collection of voices, the collection of their voices, thundering into the United States. The word of the Lord was shaking the nation, and it was thundering upon the land like a hammer. I then heard the Lord say, These are the days of my majesty. These are the days where I am revealed as the king of glory. I'm stepping in to reveal my majesty and that I am the one who laughs at the plans of the enemy when the nations conspire against me. When the nations conspire against me and my ways, I'm, I'm about to demonstrate my justice and there will be a, a major ripple effect of my justice in the United States of America. I am branding the United States of America with my justice. Let the days of justice roll on. Let the days of my divine justice be manifested. Roll on in in thick and fast ways. I am coming, says the Lord. For the words of mere man... The pride of wickedness of man to come against my plan is going to come tumbling down. The winds of my justice are blowing. I will not only bring justice now in this moment, but I am moving to overturn 
eras of injustice. As I continued to seek the Lord, I heard the Lord say, my voice wins. My voice wins. The sense surrounded me so strongly of other narratives being spoken that are not in line with the narrative of God and what the Lord has spoken and the invitation upon the church to now become ferocious in their faith and focus. It is time to become ferocious in our faith, ferocious in focus upon what the Lord has spoken and the decree of our God to the United States. Again, I heard the words thundering around me, my voice wins. My voice will cause the nation to tremble. For I am restoring the roar to my people. Within my people, I am raising up a roar within them of faith and conviction in what I speak and the demonstration of power that will be seen as my people partner with my voice and decree some of the greatest injustices, hidden agendas, evil will now be overturned. The overturning will come with great shaking but my sudden demonstrations of justice will be seen and seen swiftly. Do not be afraid of the battle. Do not be discouraged by the rumbling and the onslaught of your enemies. Keep standing and decree what has been spoken. The power of the prophetic voice of God will be seen and manifested in America. Singers and musicians come. Hallelujah. We believe what God says. We believe what God says. We believe what God says. We believe God's voice wins. We believe the voice of the Lord wins. We believe what God says. We believe there will not fail one word of his good promise. We believe. We believe. Do we have any... Do we have any warriors in the room that got their uniform on today? Or are you ceremonial warriors? We believe what you say. We believe what you say. Let your voice thunder throughout this planet. We believe the, the prophets. We believe what you say. We believe. We believe that you're dealing with the oppressors. We believe the mightiness of God, the wisdom of our God has plans and ways to destroy the influence of our oppressors. And we say in the name of King Jesus, we align ourselves and our words with the decree of our King. Come into this planet, draw our oppressors Draw the voice of the Baal prophets. Draw the mediaites to a place of destroyed influence in the land. Destroy the voice of Baal. 
Destroy the voice of lying spirits. Destroy the voice of those voicing demon doctrines. Come, Lord, in your power. Bring a tsunami wave of glory and power of your presence to come against and deal with the Mediaites, with those that oppose you in your ways. We declare, Lord, our alignment with you, our alignment with your purpose. We declare your kingdom come. Your will be done. We know what your will is. And we won't back down, Lord, on what you say. We know what your will is. And we won't say anything else. We will declare your will. We're in it for the long haul. We're in it till we win. We're in it till we win. Lord, we believe you're going to turn America around. We believe. We believe the greatest days are before us. We believe revival's coming to America. We believe our sons and daughters are coming home. We believe the greatest harvest is, is before us. We believe what you say. We believe the days of signs, wonders, and miracles are amping up. We believe the days of tangible, real, visible glory is going to fill the places of worship. We, we believe the influence of your church and your kingdom is going to increase, not decrease. We believe we are never at a disadvantage because you are on our side. We believe your promise down through the scriptures that those who will stand for you, you will stand for them. And we believe, Lord, you are making your stand with the ecclesia, with the remnant warriors of our time with those that have been engaged and they will not declare what hell's mantra is. We will not bow. We will not back down. We will possess the land. We will possess this land. The ecclesia will rise and take its seat in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And we will make declarations that overthrow territorial thrones of darkness, principalities and powers. Hear this kingdom of darkness. We will not back down. We will not back up. And we will win in Jesus' name. Hear this principalities and powers. We have greater warriors than you do. Just one of our warriors threw you out of heaven. And we won't back down. We are on the Lord's side. It is not that he's on our side. We're on his side. We say what God says. We say what God says. We declare the word of Almighty God. We declare the will of God. We say to, we say to an evil culture, 
we will not come into agreement with you we will not come into a line with you you can't make us say what you say we will not we will say what our king says and our king has made us promises exceeding great and precious promises And there are warriors in every state and every nation that will not back down. As for me and my house, we're serving the king. <laughs>